what's up guys welcome back to another episode of scale routers podcast i am your host 65 lokes and this is episode number 155 with my guest scale model artist art lasky also owner of scaleproshop.com where he carries aftermarket parts model kits and tools and i cannot forget he's a curator for a lot of the model car events that go on here in southern california you know I get this question asked all the time. When's the next show? When's the next show? I missed the show. Hey, dude, when's the next show? Well, you're in for a treat because on this episode, we're going to be touching upon the upcoming event that Art has put together, the SoCal Open, going down May 1st. So stay tuned, pull out a model kit, start working, chilling, sit back, relax, whatever you got going on, let's go. Hey, Edgar. Hey, what's up, Art? How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Oh, doing well. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. No, you're welcome. And um, let's start things off with, uh, are you excited for this show? It's, it came up pretty fast. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, it did come fast, and so I wish I had more time. But uh, in general, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I think we're going to have a really good turnout this year. Yeah, and like it's, I feel like it's going to be um, feeling like even... Like things are getting back to normal because we're getting back to that date of May. Yeah, exactly. Because so I'm um, really happy about that. Yeah, because it was it was um you know back then you had some interferences obviously with the whole pandemic thing, um things being pushed back, and then like the last show that was done, um even to now it feels like time just flew by so quick, and now we're just like what like a month and a half away. Yeah, I can't believe it. It really did fly by quick. Um, I had a lot of things I wanted to do for the show. Um, and uh, it's still going to be a great show, but there are a lot of things I'm just not going to have time to do. But but I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, so this this here, I, I feel like this is like a show where a lot of people go to because it's in the summertime in May, and then also just the location where it's at in the city of Northridge. I mean, it's close to the valley, close to L.A., and even mm-hmm. other parts, you know, of Southern California that, you know, I, I feel like it's like a meeting ground, definitely, for, for pretty much even Ventura County, like different areas to go mm-hmm. there. Yeah, that's true. You know, we get people from all over. Um the, hard, the guys that have a little bit of a hard time are the guys from San Diego because it's a pretty long drive for them. Um, you know, they might be willing to go to a show like in Pomona or something like that where it's a, a little less, but, but we still get them. We get them coming from all over. Um, we got a, a big uh, contingent coming over from Arizona this year. So I'm oh, looking nice. forward to having those guys over. Um, so yeah, I think I think we're gonna have a good turnout. Just if everything I'm hearing is is correct, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm I'm excited to see that because then you know people coming from far away from Arizona, you know, they're bringing their cars, and it's just gonna be nice to see, you know, a presence of various different cars, and especially, you know, people who have missed previous shows in the past. You know, it'd be nice to see some of their builds there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, when we had to have the show um, in the fall last year, we had been postponed, I guess, already twice because we didn't have a show in 2020. And then um, in 2021, it wasn't going to happen in May. They pushed it off to October. And um, 
you know, a lot of people, even though through our best efforts to try and get the word out, I know you help a lot with that. Um, there's still some people that didn't know it was happening at that time of year. You know, they're expecting it to be in May and when it's not, they don't really know to go look for it, you know? So I think being back on our, our regular date is going to really be a, a big bonus this year. So, um, everybody seems to be fired up. There's not a lot of conflicts, you know, like last year, other things got rescheduled, you know, and it was like, bam, bam, bam. We had like three shows in a row last year. You know, there was our show. The next week after that was the show at the NHRA museum. And the day before our show, we had uh, orange con. So, you know, it was just a lot of things kind of impacted us that I don't think we're going to have to bump up against this year. So I think that's going to be real good. Yeah, that's right. I didn't, I've completely forgot about that. There was a lot of stuff going on that weekend and then even the next because i remember even the the show at the uh, nhra i wasn't able to make it to that one you know i was already uh already had pretty much uh your show to be at like set because i was going to be bending and you know after that i didn't have any more plans and i was pretty much just busy you know i was going to be with family um yeah but this one here it's going to be cool because it's in may and then also even for myself um I, i like that that it's not, it, it's still like a gap between that and like the the holiday of like Mother's Day. So you could, mm-hmm. like even anybody, you know, I know a lot of families get together and everything, but it's like May 1st, go to the model show. And then, you know, the coming weeks, you'll be able to like spend <laughs> Mother's Day with the family. So that's, uh, yeah. that's pretty cool too. It won't interfere with anything like that. So this is going to be the SoCal Open model car show Sunday, May 1st. 2022 and the event starts at 8 a.m and it goes all the way on till uh, 3 p.m and um taking place is at the rancho san antonio boys home and it's in the gymnasium where it's located once you get there uh and the uh the address is uh 2100 plumber street in chatsworth california um tell us about the the details uh for people that are planning to attend and um and also let us know information regarding the uh, pre-registering yeah um so on my website uh laskyscale.com i have links to the show um and you can go there and you can download um the flyer and things like that um but pretty soon i'm going to have registration up on that site and uh basically what people will be able to do is pre-register for the show and they'll be able to save five bucks on the registration. It'll be $15 online and $20 at the door. So there's a little bonus there, but we're also going to have a little special um, lottery for people that sign up to pre-register. I'm not exactly sure what the prize is going to be, but there's going to be something special for people that take the extra time to do that because when they do pre-register, it saves us a lot of time. It saves them time you know, at the door, getting signed in. And, um, and it's just, it's good all around. It helps us fund the show a little bit up front, you know, when they, when they pay up front. So it works out all around. So we want to kind of reward people that do that this year, but you can always, you know, register at the show. It's never a problem, but it's just not the preferred way to go. Yeah. Cause, um, one of the things too, is like pre-registering, it helps a lot, especially if there's like, um, it helps lessen the line you know and um, yeah. filling out all the the information all the forms because you got to do it there 
but if when you do it pre-registered it's pretty much already set so let's just say that somebody at home pre-registers uh right there online um they're also able to make the payment for their uh, re registration to finalize yep they'll be able to send us their information um type in all the information about their cars all the builds they want their personal information you know just their their phone number and email and stuff like that um and we print out all the forms so when they show up um we just hand them hand them the papers and they go and put their models on the table no waiting so it works out um our people who are helping with the show don't have to deal with, you know, trying to organize the papers and make sure, you know, all the numbers are straight and everything because it's already printed out. So that's um, cool. Yeah. I, I'm like visualizing that right now and I'm going like, that's very easy, you know, um, makes a lot of sense like to show up. All you're doing is just checking in, letting you know that you're there and, and then you get your papers, everything's printed and you go set it up and it's not like you have to spend a while because I've seen, you know, from being at shows where from the distance, I'll see friends walking in with their models and they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're just waiting in line and, and they're holding on to their models. And, and it's like, you know, from a distance, I'm like, Hey, what's up? Like waving at them or, or just nodding the head, you know, but I know that, you know, Oh, I got to wait because they're busy. And then after they get some of the paperwork, it's like, you know, I, they pass by, Hey, what's up? But it's really quick because now they got to go somewhere find a spot to fill out all these forms and, yep. get, and then get everything going. And, and then later you see, you know, you see them later as time passed. So I could see this being, you know, convenient for you, but also convenient for them as well. It will right. work out uh, both ways because then this way, um, you know, you do it online, you pay for it online. And at the same time, since you're paying ahead of time, um, that would also help. So this way, when you're already at the show, you know, you're already paid and, and then you, you don't have to spend like your cash. You could spend the cash, you know, with the vendors or anything else. You'll have some extra, extra $20 right there too. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, that's pretty cool. Like, um, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, as time goes on and, and people do it for the first time, they're going to mm -hmm. like the experience and they're going to want to keep doing it more and more. And then that's just going to be the norm pretty much. Um, yeah, do, doing everything um, like that online and it makes a lot of sense. So like, let's just say that online they put, you know, I'm going to bring five models and then yeah. like the day of the show, for example, like they decide to bring one more. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty much OK, right? Yeah, it's absolutely fine because um, we'll have paper forms and we'll just add that model number, you know, to the registration. Um, it's no big deal at all, but. Um, along those lines, I want to mention online, um, the form will support up to 15 models. And if you do decide to bring more than that, you still want to pre-register online. I would suggest printing out the paper form and just bringing those with you mm -hmm. already filled out. And, and that would, you know, work fine too, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, you know, if some people have registered in the past, um, <clears throat> it was a little difficult, you know, if you had like, let's say, three models you had to kind of scroll through 15 pages you know before you could submit your models and that was just kind of um a function of the google forms that i was using on the web page but i i made a change that, so you don't have to do that anymore so if, let's say you have five models then you can submit it and you don't have to go through the rest of the pages anymore so it's much better than it was last year nice nice that's cool 
And um, yeah, that, that was another question I had because I know we have we have it set as like unlimited uh, model entry. And I was mm-hmm. just thinking like, man, there has to be maybe like a, a max because what if someone's like, man, I'm, I'm bringing, you know, like my dad's collection or something. And it's <laughs> it's like 40, 40 model. It's like taking up like all the tables, you know, on the side. It's uh, I always feel like, wait a minute, we, we got to make some room for other people, too, you know? Yeah, you know, it's funny. On our last show in 2019, we were running out of table space, you know? And then um, this last show, last fall, I added tables to the display area. And um, and we didn't fill them up, you know? We had fewer models show up. So I'm still going to keep those tables. I think we're going to end up with plenty of space, you know? Uh, the space we didn't use in the last show is probably going to get used, but I think we're going to be okay. So... Yeah, I'm not going to uh, discourage anybody from bringing as mo- as many models as they want. You know, if the tables get full, then we might have to get creative. But um, I definitely want people to bring as many models as they want to. Yeah, and and I feel too like doing it online. Um, when you when you when you sign up online, you're pretty much it's like you you already have that set date and you know you're going to be there. Like. You yeah, know, because you're it's like that's already like you're committing right there at that point, you know, exactly. and mm-hmm. um, and it's a lot. It, I just think it's very convenient that way. And also um, for like the class, uh, you have a juniors that are free. Um, wh- what are they? What are the ages like at what age um, does it kind of cap off where you say, all right, this is like the limit where the, the age of the juniors is. Yeah, that'd be up to 15. OK. Nice. 16 year olds and up would be the adults, you know, except for maybe Leo Maeda. You know, he's so damn good. We got to charge him money. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He's going to get bumped up to the <laughs> register online 15. <laughs> That's cool. No, man, he's super talented. Um, and also, you know, sometimes, you know, at these events, for the most part, we always, um, you know, sometimes we come by ourselves or we bring one friend or a couple friends, but this is an event where you could pretty much bring family, friends, you know, loved ones and, and they're, and it's free for them to attend. Yeah. So that's also a plus. And we got the car show outside too, you know? So, um, if guys want to go see a full size car show, there's going to be tons of, of really neat classic cars out there on the football field on the campus there. And, um, and then they've got the barbecue that they do for the big car show just outside. So um, there's a lot going on. It's a really good time. You, you know, it's a trip right now that you bring up the barbecue. So in, in October, when um, when I was there uh, with my friend, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it, what was crazy is it, this always happens. Like whenever you're at a show or somewhere, you it, it's the time where you have to eat. You know, you're hungry and, yeah. and you're like, man, I don't know where to go or, or what's up. And sometimes there's things or sometimes there isn't, you know, you have to kind of be like, man, I should have just like packed a lunch or something. But in this situation, I knew that there was going to be uh, food vendors because from previous years. Mm-hmm. And um, and I told my friend like, hey, um, you know, go check it out. Go see what's out there. And then, you know, we'll, we'll get some food. And he was like, hey, there's this uh, barbecue spot. All right, cool. Let's try it out. And it was a trip. Like we ordered like some uh, chicken. And mm-hmm. when he came back, it was like, a, like there were huge pieces of chicken, you know, <laughs> and it had all the sides and everything. Yeah. And he's like, he was saying like, dude, this was like, 
not even like 10 bucks. Like it was like less. Really? I'm like, what? I'm on. No, I thought it would be like 15, 20 bucks. He's like, nah, dude. He's like, I don't know. He's like, and I thought it was just me, but now nah, there was other people. They were getting like big pieces. I'm like, dang, that's crazy. So I remember like, like eating and it was good. And man, I got full, but I, I was just tripping out on how much food we were getting for the price. And it, it was like really, really bomb. Um, but um, I just had to mention it. I don't know. It brought me back because I was. I'm already thinking like, man, for sure, I want to hit that spot up again in May. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I, I remember just. I don't know why, but thinking when I first attended the show before I was involved in it, that the barbecue was kind of expensive, but they probably didn't raise their prices, and inflation has taken over everywhere else. So you think it's a good deal now, you know? I know, right? Yeah, and and um, and it's cool because there is a lot to do, so you don't feel like you're stuck like in a room, you know. You can yeah. definitely uh, go outside, check out some cars. You know, if you're hungry, you can get some food. There's places to sit all mm-hmm. around the area as well. And then um, on top of that, the the parking, um, you know, there, it's really close, that, that area to park um, mm-hmm. near the gymnasium. I remember, like, the first times attending uh, parking across, like, you know where all the uh, the entrance where all the cars are coming in for the show? Yeah. I was pretty much parking like across the street from that gate. And I remember just walking up and feeling like, man, this is this feels somewhat of a walk just because I'm carrying stuff. You yeah. Know? But then uh, when you had mentioned like, hey, there's actually a, a parking lot on this side. If you go, if you keep going straight and you go through that other entrance. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was the first time going through there. So when I pulled up and I saw the big lot, I was like, oh, man. And then when I was unloading, I was like, dude, this is so convenient. It's just right here. But once I unloaded, you know, it was time to move the car to the parking area. And then cars started to pull up and started, you know, parking all right there. But there was still plenty of space, even though there was like a lot of cars there. But there was still a lot of space. Yeah, I'm hoping that's the case this year. I heard a rumor that uh, the boys home has leased out some of that land to amazon <laughs> and mm, so you know what hope, you're I right that... you're right somebody had mentioned that to me at the uh, at the show uh at the model fest uh-huh. because the the conversation came up like when like when's the next show you know that uh-huh. question always comes up and then uh, we we're talking about the socal open i was like the next one will be in may and then um i can't remember the gentleman's name but we were her geeks maybe maybe we were talking for a while and um he uh he had mentioned to me you know we were were, the the location and then once you know we mentioned the location he had mentioned that to me about the uh the the amazon thing and i was like oh what the heck and i was like damn they're like taking over everything you know (laughs) all these like open spots and i didn't know i was like surprised i was like wow so they're like like leasing the that space, like the land. Yeah, I, I don't know any of the details yet. I still have to uh, call them and find out. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of get an idea what the situation is. Make sure we're going to be fine. But yeah, but um, I, they're having the show, so I mean, they're going to put people somewhere. So definitely, I mean, regardless, I mean, they're you'll you know we'll we'll find parking anywhere. It doesn't matter. Like I'm pretty sure because yeah. even when I was parking like across, there was still like plenty of spots out there on mm-hmm. that side. So. I'm pretty sure. And then plus everyone's getting there early morning and then it's on a Sunday. I don't think, you know, there'll be any issues 
uh, with yeah. that. It should be... No, it be fine. It should be sorted, yeah. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, you know, that question always comes up. is like, when is the next show and this and that? And I And yeah. sometimes... Not that it's annoying, but it's almost like, you know, you'd be promoting stuff for like a long time. The show comes up and then the next day or two, there's always someone asking like, oh, I missed it. Like, how could I not have seen it? Or when's the next show? And, yeah. And it's like, oh, man, you got to wait till next year now. Yep. You know, and um, and I just feel like, you know, there, it's um, it's not like it's not like we're getting shows all the time. You know what I mean? Like, so this is like a show where for sure I want people to come out to and to attend and just because of all the, all the different things that are going on there, Mm -hmm. you know, and it has a lot to offer as well. And you don't even have to pay a fee to get in Yeah, exactly. (laughs) on top of that. Cause you know, other, other, other places, you know, it, it does happen where you do have to pay a fee when you're going to an event. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's the case for sure. So that's a bonus. That's cool. And if anybody has any uh, questions or regarding the show, where can they reach you at? What would be the best way to uh, to contact you? They can um, go to LaskyScale.com and, you know, check out there, see if they that answers their questions. If not, they can call me directly at 951-233-5276. Or they can email me at LaskyScale at gmail.com. And uh, I'd be happy to get a hold, you know, call them back or answer their call or whatever it takes to get their questions answered. Nice, nice. And um, I mean, we, uh, you know, we, as far as like the show, uh, explain to us regarding like the difference between this show and like other shows that regarding the awards, you know. um, Yeah. There's there's other shows, you know, there's some shows where they do like first, second, third place. And then there's, there's other shows where it's more like of a pick. So tell us about, uh, for the listeners out there, uh, regarding the show on the awards. Yeah, so this isn't a contest per se. Um, it's really, it started out as the SoCal NNL, and it kind of just had an NNL vibe where you just display your models. But there were always some awards presented, you know, uh, for different things. Um, it's traditionally been a, like a people's choice uh, vote for several categories like best paint and um, that kind of thing, best engine, you know, several different things, including um, best of show. Um, I'm going to make a change this year slightly. And I'm going to, uh, instead of having it be people's choice, it's going to be builder's choice. And so the only people that are, are going to have ballots this year are builders that are entered in the show. And you can't vote for yourself. We're going to know if you do and your, your ballot's going to be invalid. So that's one of the big changes we're making. And the reason we're doing it is because, um, you know, when you're counting the votes, you can kind of see sometimes where people take advantage of, you know, <laughs> ballots for family members and things like that. And we really want, you know, builders are very, um, I don't know, what's the word, kind of like... Um, they're a little more discerning about what they vote for. You know, they know what a good model looks like. And so if they're voting for somebody else's model, uh, it's probably because it's done well, you know? And so we want to, we want to reward that a little bit. So that's what we're going to do this year. And I hope it works out, but, um, but yeah, that's what we're going to do. 
Yeah, I think that makes sense. That, I like that. Because also, um, when, um, so the people that are going to be participating, they're the only ones that are going to obtain a ballot. And mm -hmm. as opposed to like being like, all right, you know, let's leave a stack here or let's just hand these out to everyone who walks in because then it, it can get out of hand that way. Yeah, mm -hmm. it can. It can sometimes. Mm. And then um, imagine someone walking up and being like, man, we're going to I'm going to take it all this year. Why? Look how many people I brought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It gets, a, it gets a little uncomfortable, you know, when the staff has to deny handing out ballots to people. I said, I think you've been here a couple of times right? already. <laughs> you know? Or they send the kids like, hey, go, go ask them. Go get some yep. more. Just, That's what happens, you know. And then you look over and they're over here waving like, oh, over here. <laughs> That's funny. So, but it's going to be, you know, and I'm going to stress this. If you guys are going to the show and you're entering the show, please use your ballot because, you know, there's going to be a lot less ballots to count. And, you know, uh, the winner could win by, you know, one ballot, you know. So yeah. um, if you want your vote to count, you got to vote. What, is there like a time where, because I know the show goes on until three, but is there a, mm -hmm. um, a time where you need to have everything in before you're going to do the announcements? Yeah, I think I think last time we cut it off about two o'clock. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as the voting so we had time to you know count everything up so it'll be from the time you get there to to two and i would seriously recommend getting there early because another thing that happens is you know as soon as people get their ballots um they can start voting and if your model's not on the table you're not going to get voted on mm. and so you know if you get there later and you were hoping to win a prize, you know, you've just kind of uh, decreased your chances by not, you know, being there the whole time. So that's true. Dang. I'm all, I'm all like picturing. It's like, oh, man, I'm going to vote for this car and you do it. And then someone shows up late, you know, with their bill. And then you're like, oh, man, you start liking that one now. Yeah, like too late. I already voted. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, you know, it's just good to get there early. Make sure. You know, if someone's voting early, they don't uh, overlook your model. You know? Yeah, that's cool. And um, have, do you want to announce uh, the sponsors uh, for for the uh, for the awards? Yeah, we're still working on that. We don't we don't necessarily have that all ironed out yet. Um, okay. We're basically expecting you know a lot of our sponsors to return. Um, so we already have um, Down to Scale, who's committed for the junior category again as well as dedicated magazine. Oh, and that's another thing I should mention. Um, besides the, you know, the awards for the, the things that are voted on, we also have some special awards given out, you know, by like scale riders and, um, and uh, dedicated magazine and masterpieces, uh, for instance, who, you know, they have a special pick where the, you know, people from those organizations or, you know, whatever it is, will, will pick the one that they like. And it's just sort of a, a pick just for them, you know? Um, so it's not voted on. It's just, it's just whatever, whatever they choose, you know? Um, and that's kind of cool too, you know? So we're open to um, having, you know, clubs or whoever's interested in doing that type of thing as well. You know, we're not, we haven't closed the door on that. So if anybody's interested in presenting an award and they want to buy a trophy and, you know, make a pick we're we're more than happy to have them do that. That's cool. And and let's say a club, a model car club 
is interested, um, what would be like the deadline that they would have to contact you regarding that? Uh, probably about, um, two weeks before the show would probably be the cutoff because, you know, we got to get the awards made about that time. Yeah. So uh, that's about a month from now. Yeah. And, um, like for you, you know, doing this show, um, how, how many years has it been now since you, you started doing the SoCal Open? Well, uh, our first one was 20, 20, God, that's a good question, Edgar. I'm trying to think. First one would have been 2018, and it was still called the uh, SoCal NNL then. Um, that was the first year we took it over, and then we did 2019. Um, and then 2020 was canceled, and then we did 2021 in, um, in the fall. So we got three under our belt so far. Yeah, and like, how how does it feel as far as like like the things you've learned or like just that experience of of doing this event um, all these years? Yeah, it's fun. You know, you definitely learn uh, things along the way. You know, a couple years we didn't have a sound system. Um, and, you know, we kind of had a little little PA with a mic and nobody could hear us. You know, so uh, we struggled with that kind of thing. But last year we had um, we had a nice we rented a nice uh, PA system so everybody could hear us. Um, but the funny thing about that is, I rented it and um, we opened the box and we didn't get a chance to test it the day before. So um, we go to use it and there's no microphone. Oh. It didn't come with that system. <laughs> So I, you might remember, I went yeah, up and asked you if you might have one in your car because you were kind of the guy that might have had one if you yeah. did. Um, and it's crazy because, I, I, you know, if I would have known for sure, like just the, like the night before, I would I would have brought something because I do have like cables and, and just portable pieces to use. Yeah, I ended up um, actually leaving the show for about an hour and I went down to, uh, I found a uh, guitar center that was open and bought one and finally by about noon we had sound but yeah that was another thing another lesson learned there always mm. check and make sure you got a microphone but i was a little pressed for time last year i didn't get uh, a whole lot of time to set up the day before um that won't be the case this year we're gonna we're gonna have plenty of time the day before to just make sure everything is in order and ready to rock and roll yeah, like that night before, is it hard for you to, to sleep like early or are you kind of up because you're just, you know, you can't wait for the next day? Well, it's a pretty big job to set up the show. You know, um, we have the boys who live at the home there who help us set up the tables and stuff. But even after they're done with that, there's a lot of work to be done, getting them all arranged and, um, you know, getting all the vendors assigned to them and. So by the time we leave that day before, we're just tired. We want to go eat and go to bed, you know, so it's pretty easy to sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, mean, we're definitely excited. No, don't get me mm -hmm. wrong. We're definitely excited, but we're also very tired. So, yeah, it's a lot of work for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, it is a lot of tables and, I mean, flipping tables and opening them, you know, getting them all set up. It's it, 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 that stuff does get tiring for sure. Yeah, that's why we put those boys to work. They do all the heavy labor, but then it's just that fine tuning. We got to cover all the tables, you know, with paper because they're, you know, they need to be presentable. And we got to hang the banners and figure out where everything's going to go. And it's just, it just takes a little while the day before, you know? Mm -hmm. No, yeah. And um, one of the, the things I, I do like is like how you said earlier, it gives that like NNL vibe where. Mm -hmm. 
you're pretty much, you know, you're open to bring, you know, various different types of model cars and not have to be worrying about, you know, like the judging aspect as to, you know, competing. And because mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of the times, um, you know, p- people can be a little um, like shy or hesitant to want to enter or participate in an event just because mm-hmm. they feel in their eye like that their model's not ready or let's say it's done, but still it's it's not like the kind of output they want to put. They want to do something better and they keep holding back like every year, every year. And one thing I liked about like the NNL is that it's such a chill vibe, you know, it's more like just hanging out, you know, mm-hmm. Br- bring your cars, setting them up. And because everybody looks at them online or you text your friend a photo or, or they see it, you know, they see it somewhere. But now this is like an opportunity where everybody gets to get together and hang out and be under all in one roof and, um, and see the cars and not feel that pressure of like, Oh, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to place or whatever, you know? And even if you have a car that's even uh, like work in progress or it's primered or, you know, you want to showcase something, those are always fun to see as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, you know, I, I wanted to ask you some questions regarding judging. So let's say um, in your experience, um, you know, you've judged various shows and when somebody wants to compete someone wants to get involved where they say you know what this is going to be my year you know i'm going to enter this show and and i want to win this show you know what are the things um from a a judge's point of view from your experience uh things that you look at yeah judging i swear that is probably one of the toughest things i've done in this hobby because um it's just there's so many quality builders out there to begin with and when you go to a show a judge show and guys are competing uh man you know the the quality is can be pretty intense sometimes um but you know the biggest thing is you really just have to focus on the basics first you know make sure there's no flaws in the paint you know that all the visible flaws are you know are not there you know that's really what you're looking for first because you know let's say let's say you've got two models and um you know one's one's got flaws but it's got you know a thousand dollars in aftermarket stuff added to it then you got another one that's basically out of the box but it doesn't have any flaws you know you can't see any issues with the paint the wheels are all straight all that kind of stuff the judge is going to go with that simpler model even though it's it doesn't have all that stuff, it's it's built better. And that's really what the judge is looking for. They're looking for construction quality. They're not looking for the wildest design. They're not looking for the craziest paint job. Nothing like that. So, you know, people will go to a contest and they go, oh man, I spent a thousand hours on this thing and I've got this and I got that. And I, and 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 then they don't win and they're upset and they don't understand. It's well, you know, you, you really need to focus on the basics. You you need to make sure that paint is flawless because it's it's those kinds of issues that cause you to lose. And, you know, when you're judging a show and you've got just two killer builds, you know, they're right next to each other in the same class, then it's really tough. Then you have to really kind of nitpick, you know, and say, oh, man, you know, this thing's awesome, but it's got this one little thing right here, you know, 
<laughs> and it could be just a minor thing, but that's what you have to look for. You know, sometimes when, when you got two spectacular models competing against each other. And so, yeah, it's, it's tough, but um, the, the biggest thing I can say is just focus on the basics. I've seen some models that had just killer paint jobs and then the tire would like not be on the wheel all the way. And, and that's a basic, you know, that's one of those things that's just gotta be correct. And, or you're going to get DQ'd, you know, just kind of dismissed right away, unless there's not a better model in that class. Yeah. So. It's, it's also like, um, you know, sometimes even from experience, I remember like putting a model together and then as soon as you put all the, all the four wheels on and then you set it down, I would notice mm -hmm. like it would be off, like almost like a, a little mini three wheel motion, you know? One yeah. off three wheels are touching and one's like a little up. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, like, you know, what, what's going on here? Trying to, trying to fix everything. And, and you're right. Like, you know, regarding the, even the wheels, like being lined up, like the way they're positioned. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause those, those are all, um, you know, things that count when, when you're looking at, at the cars also, let's just say, um, you know, you got two cars, obviously they're going like head to head that you go, wow, these two right here, these are like the kind of like the finalists in this mm -hmm. section. And we have to pick one out of here at that yeah. point. Is it more like, or, or is it being written down or, or noted like the flaws? And then you add up all those flaws and whoever has the, the most flaws is not going to win on that or get picked. You know, it, it can be something like that, but uh, it can also go the other direction. So let's say you've got two models and the build quality on both of them is excellent, you know, and, you know, the flaws are very minimal. Um, and then you start looking at, you know, um, the complexity of the build. So that's when a build that maybe took a guy a year is going to beat out a build that took a guy two months, you know, even though the the skills of the builders are pretty equal and the, both the models look great. One guy put a lot more effort into his, he, you know, he changed the body, you know, he 3d printed his own wheels. He did scratch built a ton of parts. You know, that's when those kinds of factors come into play. Ooh, right now that you brought up 3d printing that you see, I was in that. I was like, I know I, I was forgetting something to bring up. All right. Right now, obviously, it's, it's like the era of 3D printing, right? Like, yeah. people are going crazy, doing their own thing. People are doing the yeah. post saying, yo, like, this is going to be a game changer now. Things that are I'm going to come out with. Um, ha have, do you think, like, judges are, are, is that like a subject that people are talking about more as to, like, how that could change the game and, like, judging cars now, too? Because um, there's going to be... There could be more detail or maybe, a, you know, just something different now uh, coming out. Yeah, so this is just my opinion on 3D printing. I, I love it. I think it's changing the game for sure. Um, but, you know, um, 3D printing, the parts a lot of times, you know, aren't finished when they come out of the printer. You know, they, may, they might have striations from the way the print process works, you know, and things like that. And in my opinion, if I was judging a model that had a lot of those types of things on the parts, that would be a detriment. You know, that would not be um, in the best interest of the model just because you added a part. Well, that part doesn't look as good as it could be. You know, you really need to concentrate on sanding out all those ridges and things like that and make it look as 
good as possible. And then the other factor about 3D printing and judging is like a lot of people are just buying those parts or even buying a printer and buying the files and printing them. And to me, that's really no different than, you know, buying a, a box of parts, you know, in a model kit. So where it comes into play as the judge and you're looking at the level of effort, it would be the guy that's actually designing his own parts and printing them and putting them on his model. You know, that's that's really kind of technically like scratch building in my mind, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. Damn, that's kind of cool. I'm already like thinking, all right, what if like, you know, you did like a, if somebody did like a head-to-head competition and you get two modelers who, you know, are individually like skilled in, in, in model building, but on top of that, they have the skills to 3D print. And then, I don't know, they just, they just go, go wild and, and do something, but at the end come out with like, just something very, very nice and presentable for competition. Mm-hmm. Well, like I, uh, yeah, I'm stumbling over my words here, but uh, at the GSL, I've been to the GSL every year. They've had it since 2011. That was my first time going there and they've had it every two years, except recently. Um, and that's where you just see, you know, kind of like the, the best builders in the country coming together, you know? And so a lot of the, the classes have builds that are definitely of the same caliber, but you have to somehow, you know, find the best build. And what they do is they really stress the use of a build book um, so that the judges can go look at the book and see exactly what the builder did. So they can use that to quantify the level of effort that they put into it. You know, you, you have to kind of demonstrate that you you designed this part or you scratch built this part or you machined this particular part. Or you, you know, or you modified something and cast it in resin, you know. And so um I, I think that's a great idea, you know, for a big show. And and I think anybody who's put a ton of effort into a model should do a build book for that model so the judge can can see exactly what's been done. Because sometimes it's hard to tell what came in the kit and what the builder actually did on his own. And that gets overlooked a lot at contests in my mind. And so it's, I would always recommend to do a build book if you can. Man, that's cool. I've never even heard about that, a build book. Yeah, so at the GSL, what they do is, you know, it's a contest that uh, takes place over three days. So they have a table where you just put your build book and then it's numbered. And so they know when they look at your model, which build book to go look at on the table. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they can tell basically, you know, everything that you did. Dang. So it's pretty much like a, like a custom, almost like a scrapbook or like you take photos, print them and just, you know, put them on there. Yeah, exactly. Um, one guy that's been doing a lot out here is Pablo. He's been doing build books for his, his models. And I'm I'm sure that's been really beneficial for him at the shows. Oh, that's dope. I'm gonna have to ask Pablo, yo, send me some photos. I want to see your build book. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It can be complex, you know, yeah. sometimes it can be just uh, just a little flip book of photos, you know, mm-hmm. just like you might see online. Sometimes, you know, you get build books that are, you know, eight and a half by 11 pages, but they've got text, you know, that describe everything that the builder did, plus a picture, you know, so you can get you can get pretty elaborate with it, but you don't really have to, you know, sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words, you know, just having something is good. Mm hmm. 
No, yeah. And um, what what kind of words of encouragement would you give someone that has attempted to to win and compete, but you know, there's always like that one thing that that they feel like, man, this always I don't win it. You know, I don't take it because we obviously don't want anybody to want to like just quit based on that. Yeah, you know, um, gosh, I've been fortunate enough to win. You know, a lot of contests the last several years, but my models from when I started to now are completely different. You know, it's just your skill set builds up as you grow in the hobby. And so, you know, you can't get discouraged. Just try new things. You're going to fail. I mean, you're going to fail a lot of things and you're going to have to do things over. And that's one thing that um, like, if you want to be a good contest builder, if that's what your goal is, don't be afraid to do something over again, because you know, if you've got a flaw in that part and let's say you put 10 hours in it, it's still got a flaw and you know it has a flaw and you're going to add it to your build anyway. Well, then you're just you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. My advice would be if you want to win that contest, you got to redo that part, you know, until you get it perfect. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what about um, like, let's say, have, have you had this happen like you're working on a car and you're like maybe midway through the build? And then like an error happens. Um, do you, do you, you know how some people get this habit of like, oh, I'm going to strip the car, like when they're painting it. Yeah. Um, do you ever do that? Or do you just kind of go, you know what? I'm just going to fix this. Like, I know I could fix this. I've done it both ways. You know, it's been, I, I've, I've stripped and repainted plenty of builds, you know, just to get it right. Um, when things didn't go right. And then there are instances where I've been able to fix it, you know, and you couldn't tell, but, um, it really just depends on the build, you know, but you got to be willing to put in that extra effort. Um, I'll give you an example from tonight. Um, I don't know if you've seen, but Salvino's JR models is coming out with the new NASCAR kit. And um, they asked me to help them out with one of their releases. They wanted, they had uh, Rick Salvino had decaled a, a new Camaro body and he wanted me to put some clear on it. So, I said, sure, I'll do that. I figured that would just be one night. And he gave me some extra bodies and some extra decals and everything for me to use for my own in the future. And so I put the clear on and when it dried, it took every little bubble in the decals and made them big bubbles. It just shrunk, you know, the decals really bad and just, it looks horrible. Oh man. So I said, what am I going to do? He goes, hey, just, you know, if you don't mind, just paint and decal another one. And I said, okay, because I had them. He gave them to me. Uh-huh. Did the same thing. I, I spent two days putting these decals on because they're really complex. Um, there's a ton of them. And tonight I go to shoot the clear and I, I just missed it on the first clear. And it started to do the same thing on, on the hood. Now, I thought the first time it was because he put the decals on flat paint and it just didn't stick. And he had some bubbles in it, whatever. And my decals on this one were super tight. You know, I, I put gloss down before I put the decals on and it still started to happen. So I just shut it down. I said, no, that's it. I'm stopping with the mist coat. I'm going to get a different clear. But it's one of those cases where it could have ended real bad, you know, and yeah, it yeah. happened to stop. Because I spent two days doing the decals and I didn't need a second body ruined. So, yeah, dang. Yeah, though, it happens, though. You know, sometimes, like, there, there's times where you're, like, on a good one. You know, everything's flowing good. You're getting that clear on good. 
And then, like you said, all oh, one night, you know, I'll get it done. And then all of a sudden, like something like this happens and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. And I, you know, it was a different clear. I had never used this clear before until I cleared that first body. And, and I just thought it was because of uh, the fact he put the decals on flat. But when it started happening again on mine, I'm like, oh, no, that clear can't be used with this. So I'm going to have to switch back to my good old standbys that I know won't affect the decals. Yeah. And um, speaking about clear, um, how how does that affect someone's build in a competition? Well, I, you know, I, I like clear coating. I like clear coating over decals. You know, there's some debate about that on race cars and things like that. But um, I think um, it's not really so much the clear coat as it is just the smoothness of the finish, you know. I've had paint jobs that I've used just plain enamel, like testers enamel on. and But the key is to just make sure it's smooth. So I've polished it out and it looks like it has clear on it even when it doesn't, you know. Um, and sometimes people don't like that, um, that syrupy look of clear when you, you shoot like a 2K urethane and you don't polish it. You just leave it as is. It's super shiny and, and it looks good. Is it realistic? Well, that's debatable, right? It kind of depends on what kind of car it is. If it's a show car, you know, where that that they are super shiny, then maybe it's appropriate. If it's, uh, you know, a car that rolled off the factory showroom floor in the 60s is probably not the right paint job, yeah, you know? True. <laughs> yeah. I'm all, so, I'm all thinking about it, like, back in the day, and it's, like, it's all thick, like the clear on a car. Yeah. But, you know, um, there's a fix for that, you know, in my, my opinion, even if you're going to use a 2K clear on a, on a build like that, polish it because the polishing will, will still keep it smooth, but it'll take that little syrupy look off, you know, and make it look shiny, but not syrupy. And that's just my, my two cents on that. No, that's, it's good to know because, um, I mean, I, I feel like, awareness needs to be brought in a lot of these, you know, things that are going to help someone is to consider when they're working on their car and they decide, you know, I want to compete. I want to, you know, um, enter and, and my goal is to win this show, you know, because it's, it's crazy. Like getting into that, that mentality, you know, like the, the competition aspect, but I also could see how someone could get discouraged. And like you said, they think, man, I spent all this money or I put all these parts into this or all this time. And it's almost like that expectation is there, but there's something else that they should be looking at as well. Yeah. Well, my other, um, my other word of advice would be, you know, don't get too caught up in the results. Um, you know, go to have fun, enjoy the camaraderie because you could have the best model in the country and you could still lose a contest just because a judge likes a different color on another, another model. You just never know what you're going to get with judging and you're not going to win them all, you know? So uh, just go to have fun and everything else is gravy. Yeah. And um, what are your plans for this year for 2022? Well, we got, uh, we got the SoCal after that. Um, I'm going to be heading actually before that, actually, I'm going to head over to Arizona for the desert scale classic. I think that's um, 
in later April, I want to say like 23rd, 24th, somewhere around there. I'm not really sure. Um, and then we got the SoCal and then San Diego has an IPMS show uh, and the car parts put on by the San Diego Model Car Club. And uh, that's a fun show. It's in a hangar down there. And I've been going down there the last several years. Um, and then in August, there's an IPMS show in Las Vegas. So I'm going to head over for that. Um, I've made a lot of friends over in Vegas lately. And I uh, really enjoyed the IPMS Nationals last summer. Had a good time over there. So we'll be heading over for that. Um, and then we got Cruising for a Cure in September at the Orange County Fairgrounds. And then you've got the um, Spirit of Speed in November. And then I think probably Orange Con will show up again. So there's quite a few shows you know, happening this year that I hope to be at all of them. Yeah, that's a list right there. Dang. Yeah, because, um, you know, you, there's some of them, like, you know, because of the the pandemic, you wouldn't hear about them. Like, stuff got canceled. But that's dope. That's dope that everything's coming together, you know? Um, yeah, it's good. Things to go and people to see and cars to see as well. Absolutely, yeah. That's cool. Is there any, uh, any shout-outs you want to uh, give out before we uh, wrap up? No, I just wanted to mention one thing about the SoCal Open yeah. real quick. Um, uh, you know, we're going to have probably a, dis a display table uh, for a guy named Dale King. He passed away recently, and uh, I was in a model club in Orange County with him. But here's an interesting story about Dale. He's probably one of the most masterful scratch builders I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, you know, the, the amount of models that he has scratch built is amazing. He preferred race cars. He did a lot of Porsche race cars um, through the years. But the funny thing about it is when I was a kid, I had this book called the um, Model Car, Truck, and Motorcycle Handbook. And I, I would look at that, you know, when I was building models and I had it in my bedroom, you know, when I was just like a preteen. And... I would, I'd say, man, I sure wish I could build like this someday. And there are all these models in there by this guy named Dale King. And so when I got into modeling um, in my 40s and I went to the SoCal Open for the first time, I saw this one scratch built model. It was a Cooper like formula car. And I was sitting on a, just a display. It wasn't part of the voting or anything, but it was just really awesome. I go, man, that thing sure looks familiar. And it said, built by Dale King. And I didn't connect the dots. And then I got home and I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen that model in that book that I had when I was a little kid. <laughs> and That's cool. And so um, I ended up meeting Dale. And, you know, I went to this Orange County meeting and he would be there and got to know him pretty well. And he was just a really cool dude always willing to share you know his his um ideas and talents and things like that and so it was really sad to lose him so we're going to have a display of dale's models at the socal open this year uh for people to see just the level that you know that's attainable if you keep working at this hobby yeah wow yeah rest in peace to dale king yeah right now i'm on the computer i just did like a quick search and i'm seeing one of his uh, 124 scale mclaren um, let me see here. Let me zoom in more. It's a M6A. It's a yellow. 
It looks really nice. And there's these mm. other ones too that are popping up on the uh, on the Google search here. Man, um, he he was a a, a resident um, here in uh, Southern California. Yeah, he lived in Orange County, uh, somewhere like around the Huntington Beach area, I think. Um, so that's where I met him. Was in that area. There was a a car club that um, a model car club that met once a month, and I worked in Orange County for a while, so I would go over on a Friday night, you know, and and hang out with those guys and. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was a big part of that group. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that there. Um, yeah, rest in peace to him. And I, I feel like, you know, he, he did his part, you know, as far as like, you know, he inspired you and, and he also shared some information with model building. So that, that's awesome that he did that. Yeah. And, um, I guess I will give a shout out. You had Dutch on a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dutch is an old friend and, uh, you know, he really helps me out a lot at the shows and he helped me out at the last SoCal and he'll be a big part of it this year too. So I want to give him kudos for, uh, always chipping in to help. The guy's a, a big help. He's been helping me, uh, out at the go-kart races. I've been racing go-karts, uh, this last year and he's been my pit guy, best pit guy I ever had. So. Oh, that's cool. Got out there. Yeah. Hey, um, he was, he was like hosting, right? At the last show. I, I feel like I saw him on the mic. Yeah, he was on the mic. I had him doing the raffles. So. Yeah, there you go. That's cool. Have him on again. That's pretty yeah, cool. He, he it, was, it, it was entertaining. That's why when he had, when he was on there, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's become uh, just a phenomenal builder. His work with the 3D stuff is blowing me away. So yeah, it's I hope crazy. when I get to that, I'm going to lean on him a lot and figure mm -hmm. out how to do that stuff. <laughs> yeah, shout outs to him. That's awesome. No, that's cool. Well, hey, Art, I look forward to May 1st, everyone out there listening, the SoCal Open Model Car Show, Southern California, Sunday, May 1st. Be there. Uh, we'll be posting it on the show notes and also spreading the word online. Uh, let everybody know. And please sign up online. Please pre-register. Yep. Thanks, Edgar. Appreciate that. Yeah. No, you're welcome. And also uh, plug in the, the website where people can sign up. Yeah, um, it's just LaskeyScale.com, L-A-S-K-I-S-C-A-L-E.com. Um, you'll see, you know, some references to the show. Just click on that. It'll take you to the show page, and then uh, we'll have the registration up very soon. I just need to run a couple tests, and then we're going to be turning it on. Cool. Awesome. Well, keep me informed, and uh, we'll spread the word. Okay, Art? Awesome. So I'll see you May 1st. Have a good All night. Right, you too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye.